test right. his kid. Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? In diddly do. Yep, yep, yep. Welcome to the Humans of Amplify podcast made by the Amplify Youth Advisory Committee. For anyone who doesn't know, Amplify is an arts and culture festival for youth from St. Albert that also runs year-round programs. We are your hosts, Caden and Ash. And today we're interviewing Oriana McPhail, an award-nominated actress who has been in many local plays and has been studying in London, England, not Ontario, folks. Hi, Oriana. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, just lovely. Uh, so tell me, Oriana, how are you keeping busy these days in quarantine? Um, honestly, I'm I'm not doing a lot. I'm kind of just using this time to to allow a lot of downtime for myself. Um, because of all this, like you said, I was in London, and then within 24 hours, I had to get a flight back home and. And everything just in case the borders closed and all that. So it's kind of been a complete 180 on my life. So I've just been, you know, watching movies, trying to do some yoga, like play video games, like kind of connecting with myself in a way that's not really tied to productivity. But then like, if I want to do something creative, like letting that happen, I guess. That seems healthy. Yeah. And uh, what might people have uh, seen you in? Um, I haven't done anything like in Edmonton in a couple of years. The last um, show I did was Midsummer Night's Dream um, at the Citadel Theater in Edmonton with the Young Companies program. Um, so that was kind of the most recent things. Um, I did do a few shows with the Children's Festival and St. Albert Children's Theater as well. Um, but I also did pre-show announcements at the Citadel. So if you anyone has seen any shows at the Citadel uh, during... The 2018-2019 season, uh, a little bit in 2017 as well. Um, you may have seen me around just kind of welcoming the audience, a quick little 30 seconds welcoming the audience right before the show. So that was kind of, I think that was like a big thing with, that's where many people wouldn't remember but may have seen me in, so. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, it was really a lot cool. of fun doing that. Very diverse uh, array of uh, uh, stuff. <laughs> so you've been in a lot and done a lot of roles so far in your career have you been nominated for any awards um i guess you could say awards like sort of um so it was with the edmonton cappies program um which if you haven't heard it's an um edmonton and surrounding greater area program including st albert um, where high schools will um, send some of their students to uh, study as like theater journalists and critics and then that um, makes your school uh, eligible to be um, judged by the other schools. So it's like the Tony Awards or like the Oscar Awards for high school theater. Um, so that is really, um, really fun, like celebration of high school arts. So when I was in my senior year, I was nominated as Best Supportive uh, Female Actress and Best uh, Female Vocalist um, for the show Catch Me If You Can. Oh, I just watched that movie not too long ago. Yeah. Was it as good as the was the play as good as the movie? Uh, it's definitely different because they're adding in like a lot of song and and dance. Um, but it's the story is like 
basically spot on, so it's a, it was a lot of fun to do. And I assume it didn't have Leonardo DiCaprio in it? <laughs> no, it did not. But we actually, our sc- I was at Belrose um, Composite High School at the time, and we did get a, a letter by Frank Abagnale himself, um, whom the true story is about. We got a written letter from him kind of uh, condoning the, the play and, and saying, like, thank you for sharing the story. So that was that was really neat. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so, can you tell us a bit about the role that you played in Catch Me, if you can? Uh, yeah, I played um, Paula Abagnale, who is um, Frank's mother, um, and she's uh, from Normandy, France. So I had to I do a little bit of a French uh, accent there, which I, I can't do much of anymore, um, as that was about three years ago. But um, that was really um, fun and, and a really great challenge to play someone a bit older than myself as well and um, with like an accent and someone very different than who I am as a person. So it was, it was really cool. Nice. So I guess that kind of segues into our next question. What helped you learn how to act? Um, I, I don't know. In my opinion, I don't really think there's like any specific way that you can learn how to act, I think there's it's so personal, and there's so many different um, ways that it can be done. But I think just like getting, trying to get my hands on as much training as I can, and and asking questions, and watching master classes, and and just kind of exposing myself to as much information as I can. Um, but one of the biggest things for me was kind of realizing how physical acting is. I'm like a very shy person in my personal life. So once I kind of realized, became more like awake in my body and and physical on stage, that was something that really like helped me to learn how to like embody another character, I guess. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, What would you say your biggest influence is? Um, Like a specific person or? Whatever. Uh, Whatever influenced you. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, as probably most of us, I I grew up watching, um, like, Family Channel was, like, the first stuff that I watched as a kid, and and that was, like, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I want to be, like, Hannah Montana, or, like, I want to be this person, Um, and I kind of always had these, like, wild dreams um, when I was really young, but I did have a vocal teacher who taught at the Citadel Young Companies, uh, his name is Don Horsborg, and he kind of took me under his wing and, and gave me lessons outside of class. And he was kind of like the first person that ever really made me feel like I could do anything actually in the world of, of acting and, and performing. And because he has like so much knowledge, I felt really um, honored to learn from him. Uh, would you say he's your biggest supporter? Um, Maybe like in that world for sure. Um, but I do think that biggest support kind of comes from my family and my my little sister Farah will support me to the end of the world no matter how wrong or right something is to do so that's great and uh well I know this might be a touchy subject for you but how's the uh at drama center of London yeah so um in 2018 I went to uh I had worked for quite a while and saved up some money so I could um, study at the Drama Center of London for one of their summer programs. Um, so that was that was an incredible experience. Like I, Tom Hardy and Amelia Clark went to that school and, and it was one of the 
greatest experiences of my life. I have friends I still talk to now from Argentina, New York, Italy, China, like Portugal, London, like the whole every, people from all over the world were there. So it was I've learned so much in just three weeks that I can't even like put it into words really. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you plan on going back to London after all of this craziness in the world is over? I do. Um, so I have a two-year visa in the UK, um, which is called like a youth mobility visa. So anyone that's a Canadian citizen can get that visa as well. Um, but I do definitely plan to. Though I did come back just because I was like out of work and, and everything there. So it did make a bit more sense to just kind of be home and, and be safe with my family than like alone in a tiny room I was renting out in someone else's house like in London by myself so I definitely plan to go back yeah um we'll kind of switch it over to like just roles that you've done do you have a favorite character that you've played um well I think every role has has really like taught me something um very important but I played Hermia in A Midsummer Night's Dream which was a dream to do um uh, which is a Shakespeare uh, play, and I'd never I'd never done Shakespeare before, and I kind of entered into this cast of young actors who had all had experience with playing Shakespeare, and um, so it was kind of the most terrifying thing that I ever did. But in the end, it was uh, my favorite role and the role that I've connected with most, like personally and stuff. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, do you have any advice for young actors who are just starting out and trying to put their name out there kind of thing sure yeah I think well I kind of still um qualify myself as a young actor I think like I'm 20 so I feel like I'm still when I think about it I feel like I'm still starting out but I think that just like do everything that that you can and want to do like take every single audition that comes your way and if you want to study abroad or you want to travel for an audition or you want to like make your own movie like get a borrow a camera from someone or use your cell phone or there's kind of always ways to like make something work for you and just kind of don't really let anyone else dictate like where your dream is supposed to end and, and start I guess wow that's beautiful yeah, yeah. thanks uh, I guess it's kind of just advice for myself as well that I try to remind myself so yeah, fair mm -hmm. enough. Uh, on that subject, uh, what's something people don't usually understand about uh, the world of acting? Um, I think that, like, a lot of people think acting is just, like, playing pretend. Um, and that I think that you really have to believe what you're, what you're saying on stage and, and believe what you're, what your character, and, like, have empathy for your character and understand where they're coming from. Um, I had somebody in an acting class say that um, acting is lying and I, I that was just something that I didn't really agree with I feel like when you're in the shoes of that character you're not really lying anymore you're you are somebody else and then you step out of it that character is kind of just filtering through you rather than you like pretending to be somebody else I guess right right, right. that's interesting uh do you have any experience outside of the acting, like on the production side? Uh, I do have a little bit. I know when I was in um, just like going into high school, uh, actually I was in eighth grade. And then when I was going into high school, um, our drama teacher in my junior high had to uh, like leave the play and, and quit the play for like personal reasons. 
Um, so some alumni came back and we kind of created like a director's team. So I had some experience directing um, those junior high musicals and then I did some directing in high school. So that's kind of the extent of my like production knowledge. Um, but I think it's, it's really fun and I learned a lot from kind of doing the other side of it for sure. Yeah, that's probably helped your experience quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And although I'm not with them now, that director's team has their own production company called Phoenix Tales Productions. That's for, um, I believe it's for kids in grades seven to 10 um, to join and do musicals in the community. So it's a really, it's a really great thing that they've done with that. Nice. Mm -hmm. Would you say that uh, acting has gotten like better over the years, that it will continue to progress? Like in, in general, like the industry? Yeah, like in the industry. I think that the, the industry is like doing really exciting things right now. I think we're seeing more diverse characters and we're seeing like, especially on Netflix, that's like a huge platform that young actors are getting um, like a shot. Um, and there's a lot of new shows, like the movie, The Half of It or the show Never Have I Ever. There's a lot of um, shows coming out with, young um like girls of color being the lead cast and everything um so i think it's really exciting to see the industry kind of uh turning on women and women are producing things and and um people of color are getting bigger bigger parts and and kind of being recognized so i think it's i mean there's still a lot of work to do and a long ways to go with the industry but i think it's really exciting to kind of just see where where things are going in this time so wow yeah. That's really awesome. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm going to have to watch Never Have I Ever now. Yeah, it's like a really <laughs> funny show by Mindy Kaling, um, but it's it's really a heart toucher as well, so. Um, so just, like, this is just a goofy question, I guess. Can you recite any favorite lines that you've ever said, or, like, can you tell us about, like, a favorite, like, monologue you've ever had to do, or a favorite scene um, that you've done? Yeah, there's, um... Well, in Midsummer Night's Dream, there's the uh, there's a huge fight scene if you've read the play, um, and there's a line that goes, "Though she be but little, she is fierce." Um, and I didn't say the line, but the other character said that line about my character. I'm a very short person, and and so is the character supposed to be. Um, so basically, there's this huge fight where the their lovers have turned on each other, and the best friends have turned on each other, and my character goes to attack her friend that used to be her best friend that's now insulting her and um it ends with like kicking and screaming and it was the first like big fight scene that I've ever been in and that was like really cool um to like see how a fight scene works like physically in the theater and and like punching and attacking somebody and like how how that I don't know it was just like a lot of fun but also like a really heartbreaking scene it kind of had everything in it so it was it was really cool and uh, what sort of direction were you given with that? Because uh, I haven't read the play, but I assume mm -hmm. Hermia is in some skilled uh, boxer or anything. No, she's not. Um, she's definitely just like a regular um, uh, girl. Her family in the story kind of comes from wealth. And she basically is like, she's running away with her lover is what happens. And her lover ends up getting... Um, poisoned by this flower and, and and then falls in love with somebody else which is her best friend um so she's finding out that that her best friend doesn't 
love her anymore or sorry her lover doesn't love her but loves her best friend but her best friend thinks it's all a cruel joke so they're all just like fighting and um I think I guess for the direction it was directed by Susie Martin I think the direction that meant most to me was kind of just finding like the sadness in it um because that anger is like fueled by the heartbreak that she feels like in that moment um so I think although it's a it's a hilarious comedy scene like it's supposed to be comedic um most like in Shakespeare's time like we find comedy in people's misery so it was kind of you really had to tap into that like heartbreak and 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 hilarity of it all and then it kind of read as like something funny to the audience I guess if that makes sense well thank you for the interview with us any closing words Oriana uh just thanks so much for having me and asking me questions about this I think it's really cool that Amplify is doing um, these podcasts and then still having the festival be alive during this time. I know I went to it the past couple of years, so it's really exciting to be part of this. So thanks so much. Thanks hey, for joining know. us. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you want to see more of what Ariana is up to, visit her social media at Ariana McPhail, spelt with an A-U, not an O, and McPhail is M-C-P capital P. H-A-I-L. We'll be posting more podcasts soon, so follow us here for that. And if you want to see more from Amplify, make sure to follow the Instagram at Amplify Festival or any other social media so you don't miss anything. Catch you on the flippity-flop.